Global Broadcasting Networks presents Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and we've got a great show today. We're going to talk with Reese Thomas, Discover Your Purpose, and he wrote a book about how to use these five life purpose profiles to unlock your hidden potential and live the life you were meant to live. And I read this I read this book all in one sitting. I sat down. I couldn't get enough of it. I had a bad night's sleep because I stayed up to like 3 in the morning reading this. <laughs> and, you know, Rob, what I found was these profiles, they really helped me understand not only myself, but my kids. And I thought to myself, you know, when I was a little girl, my mom would say things like, you know, Sam, I can only teach you what I know, and I don't know what I don't know. And, um... I think as parents, you know, we want to help our kids, but we help our kids in the way we want to be helped or we do things in the way we want because we can only know what we know. And so I thought it would be mm-hmm. really neat today to bring Reese on um, to talk about these kind of profiles so you can look at your kid and go, oh, all right, so this my kid falls into this profile. Here are some of the things he needs. It reminds me of the love. Love languages uh, show that we did a while back where we speak the right love language. Well, this is kind of like the right life purpose language to really help our kids guide into something that's going to be not only good for them financially, you know, for a career or in their mm-hmm. life, but also for the happy, you know, the happiness factor, which is a big deal. Well, it is. And I think so many times when you're on a team, it could be a sports team, it could be a a working team, we're going to need to work with people in one way, shape or another all of our lives. And if we have the capacity to understand other people's workings, if you will, the way they're kind of built or programmed, uh, it gives us a better appreciation how to be more flexible and to team better with that other person. Um, You see it in the workplace every day. So why not at least uh, give our children this kind of awareness at an early age so that they can have better relationships as children and then therefore better relationships as they grow older? Well, and I've seen it like when my kids have their friends over, I know which kid kind of now needs what and it it really does help things. So I think like as parents, as, Mm -hmm. as, you know, for, for even other parents, I mean, it's, it's really good, yeah. I think, to know these things. And, you know, I personally didn't even know they existed, so I was really happy to meet Reese Thomas. The book we're talking about today is Discover Your Purpose, How to Use the Five Life Purpose Profiles to Unlock Your Hidden Potential and Live the Life You Were Meant to Live. Now, I'm going to introduce Reese. He's got kind of a neat background. Uh, Reese, welcome to the show. Hey, Sandra. Hey, Robin. So glad to have you here Hi. today. So you got to tell us your background because it's it's pretty unique for a book author, I think. <laughs> well, my my background uh, it was was uh, really in sports. I was always very athletic and and loved to play sports, uh, and uh, and decided that I was you know grew up I, I grew up uh, in a very middle class um, uh, you know Boston area. Uh, uh, family and uh, and I sort of learned that uh, 
uh, in our culture that men are supposed to be achievers and and doers. And so I thought, well, I'm a man. <laughs> I can do. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. And I <laughs> liked sports, or at least I liked tennis a lot. My dad was a tennis pro, and I, uh, you know, so I played a lot of different sports, but I really ex- excelled in tennis and then competed in tennis and. And then started coaching tennis and got out of college and decided that I was going to be the best tennis pro and the best businessman and, you know, and, and decided that I was, that, 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 that was what I really thought I was supposed to be because men are supposed to be achievers or leaders and get out there and do that and, and be successful. And I got married young. I got married at 23 and had children and, and worked very hard, uh, and became really like a, a, really a workaholic because I was trying to, you know, be this success, and I made a, a, a decent success in what I was doing. I was I was one of the top tennis pros. Uh, I was um, uh, black belt in the martial arts. I uh, had played professional tennis. Uh, I ran my own businesses. I started. A, I, I created a product. I'd done all these success-based things, uh, but by the time I hit my thirties, I was like, ah. Oh, something really missing here because I my health wasn't good even though I was like I said a black belt in martial arts and playing 40 hours of tennis a week I was still having injury issues and and uh and it just wasn't it wasn't going well I didn't feel like I was being understood either at home or at work and uh and I didn't feel like I was really being the parent I wanted to be to my children I felt like I was I was really distanced from from my two boys and that was when I discovered energy medicine. Um, and I had never been a writer. I'd never, been, never written anything of, of, of substance before. I always kept journals and things like that, but never, never really wrote. And, uh, uh, and I went to energy medicine school because I'd already studied chi energy and, and Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra and quantum physics. And I, was, and I figured, oh, well, this energy medicine, that'll, that'll give me the next sort of amazing thing that'll that I'll be able to achieve with and 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 it ended up being a bit like that but it really didn't come the way I thought it was I when I went there and I realized that to heal someone you had to understand who they truly were what they were really born to what their real purpose was because you your body energy only runs well in a certain environment a certain situation certain circumstances and uh, and when I discovered that there were that there was a, a study uh, back in the 20s by um, by uh, a couple of amazing people uh, Alexander Lone and Wilhelm Reich who discovered this thing called bioenergetics they they found out that there were different sort of energetic makeups in people the way people sort of hold their energy or go in what they call going to defense where they do very poorly they were psychiatrists and they were working with people in in sort of panic. And I started noticing, well, yeah, there are those different types of people. And those different types of people have different types of, not just ways that they sabotage themselves, but different ways that, they're, that they do great things. And, and these aren't things that, that you learn, they're nurture, they're nature, they're sort of who you really are. And when I, you know, when I got out, I, 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 you know, get out of school, I was like, oh my gosh, I need, I need to be teaching this, not tennis. This is really where it's at. And that was when I started writing my book, and it took me about 10 years to finally put the book all the way together and, and get it out there. But, but really, the, the book is a compilation of, 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 of now 15 years of working in energy medicine, uh, where, uh, we've discovered that, that people are born with one of five basic traits. They're either here in the world to be creative uh, or here to be deep 
feeling and, and loving, uh, or they're here to be very compassionate caretaking and supportive of other people, or they're here to be uh, very achieving, like I tried to be, uh, and, uh, or they're here to be leaders, which I also tried to be. But what I found out that I was out of those five was, was the creative person who can try to be an achiever and try to be these things, try to be any of those. But until I really was able to, able to lean into who I really am, my life didn't make any sense. My relationships didn't make any sense. I couldn't be the parent I wanted to be. And, and so I, I, as you were saying before, working with my children on this, um, I had just, I had always assumed that since this is the way life is and this is the way I am, this is the way they should be. But they really, it, was, it wasn't until I learned this system that I realized, oh my gosh, they came into the world to remind me of who I am. And for me to learn to support them and being this unique quality that, that may be different than I sort of imagined myself to be. That's so fascinating. When you say energy medicine, race, is that identifying personalities or is this um, something a little bit more complex because um and actually we may have to uh pick that up after the break we've got one in about three minutes but in the three minute time is there uh, a quick definition of energy medicine that's unfair uh, i know i'm sorry medicine, uh, <laughs> oh the pressure he's a tennis pro he can handle it i, I know <laughs> uh, quick quick definition of energy medicine um well basically energy medicine is is when you feel great and you feel like you really have a deep sense of purpose, you have a lot of energy. And when you have a lot of energy, you feel great, and you feel like you have a deep sense of purpose. And when you don't have a lot of energy, when your body isn't, you know, isn't healthy or you're down or you know, you're stressed or all of these things uh, that we tend to be day in, day out, um, you know, your energy, your health, and uh, energy medicine uh, is working against you. And so learning how to really manage your energy is the most important thing. And what we found, what I've found over the last 15 years in working with people is that the number one stress that people have in their lives, the number one thing that causes illness and injury or, or, or pain in your life or lack, inability to deal with relationships, inability to know your career, inability to deal with your health, uh, is, is truly just not knowing who you are or what, what you're here to do in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and we keep trying to be people that we aren't, trying to run our body the way it's not supposed to run, trying jobs that we don't fit into. And every one of the things that we try to do that aren't who we are causes more stress, that, that stress causes problems. And so energy medicine, the core of energy medicine, is bringing people back to a place within themselves where they sort of feel grounded and solid and congruent with their life again, and then they begin to make very different choices mm. and support their energy. Oh, that's so fascinating. Um, Sandra, how many times have we felt, oh my goodness, I'm just not in the right place at the right time? And and identifying this, I think, is, is so critical uh, for us to move forward because we can get so stagnant sometimes and then knowing where our direction is or at least where our aptitudes are. Sometimes, sometimes life does throw curves and we may not be on that forward motion that we think we should be. But I guess identifying your aptitude or your... Um, 
your sink, your stronger area. And I can't wait to talk more with you, Reese, about this. Our guest today is Reese Thomas, and he is um, the author of Discover Your Purpose, How to Use the Five Life Purpose Profiles to Unlock Your Hidden Potential and Live the Life You Were Meant to Live. It's exciting, Reese, and I can't wait to delve more into it. Sandra and I and Reese Thomas will be back in a few moments after this break right here on Military Mom T- Talk Radio. So don't go away. Stay tuned. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live la bella vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Well, the U.S. sure has experienced torrential thunderstorms, lightning, and flooding recently. Thunderstorms, otherwise known as cockeyed bobs, can be pretty scary. What's the fear of thunder and lightning called? Astrophobia. Years ago, Roy Sullivan, a Virginia Park Ranger, was struck by lightning seven different times and lived to tell about it. Lightning struck his head through his hat, set his hair on fire, and burned his eyebrows off. The current from the lightning traveled through both legs and blew his shoes off. The final lightning bolt hit him while fishing, and he was hospitalized for chest and stomach burns. Believe it or not, Roy Sullivan managed to recover from seven lightning strikes, but later died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound as a result of loneliness, otherwise known as azagophrenia. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd and Reese Thomas, and we are talking today about personality profiles. We're talking about life purpose profiles, or basically how to categorize people to give us a better understanding. Now, we know that not every single person fits neatly into every single category, but there's some kind of general rules of thumb that I took away from this book that really helped me in understanding my kids, my kids' friends, and the other parents. Um, when we went uh, to break, we were talking about energy medicine and what energy medicine is and how we have... Um you know, how we have this ability to improve our lives. And I think, you know, improving is a big part of what we need to do when things aren't working. 
So, Reese, um, when yeah. you went to work on this book, you had your life. It wasn't working the way you wanted. You you didn't have a, a um, you know, a writing career. So why did you sit down and decide to write a book like this? Is this the culmination of your life's work? Uh, the, I, I started writing, actually, I started writing the book years ago when I was coaching uh, professional and and, and national-level juniors, because I was thinking, oh, my God, they need to know this stuff. And they really need to know, because I, I always, I was always, this was my, my knack, my healing gift was that I could always see this quality in people. I didn't know what I was seeing. I had no training in it. I was trained in, in competitive tennis. And, uh, and so I would, I would say, well, you know, I would notice that certain people were better doubles players and some people were better singles players and some people were really good, uh, uh, you know, very, um, uh, they, they could, they, they were, you know, they had this, this absolute, they, they couldn't lose, you know, they would, they not deal with it. And other people were very disciplined and didn't mind losing as long as they played their best and, 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 uh, you know, and, and, and each, and then I and then I was working with country club players who were all different levels of competition, not not really competitive players, but they'd come out and play. And some people, you know, just wanted to play, uh, you know, and just it was just for the love of it. And and so each person had a different thing. And some people were really creative in how they and how they played and and had and and then I noticed also with each of those each of those qualities that people had different body types. And, uh, and that, and that, and you can almost tell kind of like what type of person someone was by their, by their body type, by their, by their body shape and, uh, and, and, and their energy. And so I found that, that it was, you know, for, for myself, um, I, I sort of, as, as I, as I recognized this and then as I learned about this through energy medicine, uh, that there were different types of energy there were different types of people and that meant that there were different purposes and i think what you're really talking about with these with these different you know when people are trying to discover who they are it's like they take a personality test or they they um uh you know they they look at their horoscope or they uh do their you know their 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 numbers they're trying to discover you know who am i and why am i here and uh, and and what you're really uh, really trying to get to is your is your purpose, and your purpose is 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 much simpler than we try to make up because our minds are always thinking, well, my purpose has to be being a mother or being a uh, you know being a soldier or being a mother or being a you know being something, and it's and it's not because in each of those qualities there are there are ways that we do this. We either do we either come into our world through trying to lead. We come into it through trying to be sort of like a, a real achiever. We come into it by just caretaking and, and supporting other people. We come into it through our hearts and through just being very gentle and loving. Or we come into it from a creative standpoint. And, and knowing which of those basic qualities you have and which your children have uh, is, is a really helpful guide in our lives to stay on track to make different choices because those are our choice makers. When I thought I was an achiever, I kept making choices like an achiever. And when I, uh, you know, realized that I was really creative and I asked myself the question, oh, what would I do creatively here rather than what would I do to make the most money? Um, I ended up making more money because I was doing what I wanted to do creatively. And when I did that, then it had a real 
resonance with it. And, and so then people were more attracted to it. So if you're doing what you're called to do, people will see you doing it and say, I, that's amazing. Whereas when you're doing something really well, but not what you're called to do, other people are just kind of like, oh, ho-hum, that's fine. It's like, you know, had someone else stood up and given the I Have a Dream speech that Martin Luther King gave, it wouldn't have had the impact that it had when Martin Luther King said it, because that was his dream. And, and so, so, writing, so you asked my question about writing the book, uh, you know, what drove me to write the book. What drove me to write the book was that, was that uh, I creatively realized that of all the people I knew and all the people I worked with, and I worked with hundreds and hundreds of people through tennis, and then, and then as I've worked with uh, really thousands of people through tennis and over the years, and then, and then as I'm doing this energy work, and I did workshops and, and everything. I've worked with m- multiple thousands and thousands of people, tens of thousands of people. And, and I've only met a couple of people that I really felt like they really had a total grip on who they were. The rest of the, rest of the people I met, including myself, were, were trying to be somebody that we thought we should be, trying to be what our culture wants us to be, trying to, you know, trying to get along and not totally being able to share this amazing uniqueness that we are, which is why we were born to begin with. Hmm. So many times I think the military puts us in positions that we aren't maybe um, geared to or for. Once we have established where our, our energy and our personality types are probably strongest, are there ways that we can sort of flex into other areas? So if I'm a very creative thinker type person, am I going to be uh, a charismatic leader if that's where I end up being uh, put into the capacity of? So so you mean in, in the service? Well, surely in the service, but it, I guess in any, I'm just saying, for example, the service puts us into capacity sometimes that we weren't expecting. Um, life sometimes does this to us, and I'm wondering if, um, certainly we want to identify where we are. We, we would want to identify if we are the creative idealist or if we're that uh, team player or, or somebody, but does that mean that those are the only areas that we're going to succeed in? Or are you saying that oh, no. even though we understand where we are, are we able to sort of flex into other other uh, personality types? Well, the good news about your life purpose is, is that is that you can never you can never be in the wrong place to live it. Okay, that's it's a really good optimistic if, attitude. If you, are, if you are standing right here, <laughs> wherever you happen to mm-hmm. be. The universe has put you there for a very specific reason. And mm. in that moment, wherever you are, whether you're standing on a battlefield or whether you're standing in line at the, at the grocery store or whether you are uh, about to change the diaper of your child, it doesn't matter where the universe has placed you. Sometimes you've wandered off into places that are, that are less likely to support your, your life purpose than others. But the truth is, is that who you are never changes. There's a quality within you that has been the same since the moment, since before you were born. There's a quality within you, there's a consciousness, there's a soul in, in each of us that is, that is 
unbendable, non-negotiable, and and we've always had it. We know it. If, you know, you, you, you've got, you know, it's a military mom show, and every parent knows when that child comes into the world that they had a personality, they had a quality of being, of presence that existed the moment you laid eyes on them. And, and that never has, that, that's never changed. And how that mm-hmm. was nurtured, how that was, is, and is nurtured in the world, uh, sort of allows that person to be more and more genuine and enjoy their lives more. Uh, but, but truly, uh, a creative idealist, uh, you know, out, uh, whether they, whether they're, whether on the battlefield or standing in line at the grocery store, needs to be thinking and, and processing and, and using their mind in a way that makes this something brand new if it's a charismatic leader who's standing there on the battlefield or in the in the grocery store line they're thinking how do i how do i win this as fast as i possibly can how do mm-hmm. i get how do i cut to the chase and go for the jugular and and cut the line if i can or or do what i need to do right now and get out and save as many people as i possibly can because charismatic leaders are the hero types they're the ones who 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 are you know and and they and they go, and they do not mess around they go right for whatever they have to do and they're focused the the knowledgeable achiever in those same two scenarios would be uh, assessing, do I have to stay in line like this, or can I, is there some other line that I can be in that would get me to where I'm going faster? And they're assessing you know, the efficiency and how quickly they can succeed at what they do. In the battlefield, it's all strategy. They would be all constantly thinking the strategy. What's the best strategy here to get all of this organized and, and see the big picture and what I'm trying to accomplish here rather than just winning, you know, they, they, they don't care about winning the battle as much as they care about winning the war. And, and, so, and so each of these qualities and a, and a team player would be on the battlefield and, uh, or on the line and they'd be making sure that everybody else is being taken care of. And, that's, and, and, and understanding that, that their job is to pull the whole team together so the whole team wins. And, and if they're in line, everybody else in line is part of their team. It's like, it's like okay, we're in line at the, at the grocery store, and, and this is great. And they start talking to people, and they share something with somebody. And they're, it's like, hey, isn't this great? We're in the line. It's, we're going to be getting up there. We're gonna, you know. And they will make whatever it is ha- nice. And, and someone who is uh, an emotional intelligence specialist and they're in the battlefield, they're in big trouble. <laughs> they're in big trouble if they're an emotional intelligence specialist and on the battlefield because by their nature they can't fight. They don't, they're not fighters. And it would be pretty rare for one of them to get even into the service, uh, much less on a battlefield. But, um, but if they were, um, they would uh, be more like the medic or someone who would be helping other people and helping, you know, and, and if, you know, helping people, you know, they'd be the one that would be carrying their, carrying their, 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 their wounded uh, around and not, and not being in the battle, but more in the saving quality. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. If you have a lot of spizzerinktum or the will to win, and you have a strong desire to be a part of your favorite sports team, the National Hockey League might be for you. Did you know that if both goalies on an NHL hockey team are injured, anyone at the game is eligible to step in and play the part? 
Teams have resorted to using their coaches, team owners, and even their web designers to fill in for injured goalies. It's as simple as slipping into your breezers or hockey pants. The original hockey puck was made out of frozen cow dung. The fastest puck shot on record was clocked at 114 miles per hour. And I'd like to take this opportunity to send out a special thanks to the men and women of our armed forces serving our country around the world. It's marching day I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck. We apologize for some of these technical difficulties we've been having. You know, God bless the Internet. When it's great, it's great. When it's not, not so much. But we're visiting today with Reese Thomas. The book of the hour is Discover Your Purpose, How to Use the Five Life Profiles to Unlock Your Hidden Potential and Live the Life You Were Meant to Live. Now, we're applying this to our kids and to our families. Um Reese, when you apply these profiles to children, what do you what do you see happening in them? Like when you applied them to your tennis camp uh, and and to the you were talking about the juniors, I think what what did you see was a difference in those kids? Well, when you you know one of the things that that uh, that's a, that's a, a problem in the world is that is that adults are running everything these days. And, and schools have a very specific way that, that we're supposed to behave and do things. And, um, and I just actually, I was just reading in, I think it was in New Yorker or, 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 or uh, maybe Psychology Today about, um, there was a, um, a study and a gentleman was, you know, was saying that, that children who learn to postpone gratification <laughs> um, do better in life. And I was, and, and they were saying, and they did a study, and they saw some children that post, learned to postpone gratification, and you know, rather than having the one cookie now, would get three cookies later. Uh, they did tests with them. They said that those children later on did better in school and did better in college, and those. Things. But, but what they, what they're completely missing, what these psychologists are completely missing, is that is that that is a that is literally like a, a, a one of the profiles. That's a knowledgeable achiever. A knowledgeable achiever knows how to postpone gratification because. They have discipline around their feelings and their needs, um, and and so when children are told that they should like like that, I mean, so that means they're telling all the other children that are like charismatic leaders that just want to eat the cookie now, or the emotional intelligence professor that's like, oh, I, I really really want to, you know, and the team player that's like, oh, I don't even think they de- I deserve any, and the creative idealist who's not paying any attention uh, at all. Um, each of these children are told, well, you should be able to do this skill. And when we tell children that they should do skills that they aren't born to do, they feel bad. And they have to make a choice between being who they really are and being accepted. And, and that choice is what I call a vow, and we make these vows to be people that we aren't. And so the most important part about working with children is to figure out which of these core soul qualities they have within them and then acknowledge that that is truly why they're here and whether they're ever going to win or make the sports team or not or whether they're ever going to 
you know, get good grades in school or whether they're ever going to really manage a relationship well or whether they're ever going to, whatever it is that, 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 you know, that goes along in the life, it has to be okay. It has to be okay for them to be who they are. And, and, it, and it isn't until children, you know, and, and, then, and then later in life as adults, people feel that who they are is really good, really has a purpose. Do they then, are they then open to the kinds of wisdom, the kinds of brilliance that they have inside? And so, and so when you're dealing with children, being able to see a very gentle, loving child and saying, that's amazing in a culture that says, if you're not tough and winning and getting straight A's and, and the captain of the football team or captain of the, of the cheerlead squad, you're nobody is just, it's, it's really, you know, we need to be bigger than that. We need to be smarter than that now. Well, and you're not the only one to say this, you know, in, um, I like Kid Rock. I'm a big fan of Kid Rock and I, I like to listen to his music, but more importantly, I like to listen to his lyrics sometimes. He's got some really insightful things and he has one song and I can't remember what it was, but the line is, he's like, and when I have my children someday, whatever they choose, I'm going to tell them that I'm proud of them. I'm going to be proud of them for like who they are. And I think, you know, he was pigeonholed a lot as, you know, he'll never be successful. He'll never be this. Obviously, he's made a success out of his life. However, you qualify success. You know, he's got a kid. He's got a, a career. He's got a nice house and, um, you know, a lot of money. And he's been able to influence the world all because he stayed true to himself, even though a lot of people wrote him off as a burnout. So um, because he wanted to play music, he wanted to sing and play his guitar so or whatever he plays. But right. it's interesting you say that because you look at some of these um, people who are successful later in life and what could they have been if they were embraced, um, you know, embraced earlier in life for who they are? Well, I have a theory. I have a theory. Okay. And, uh, and I know that we're maybe a few generations away from this, but I want to start. I want to, I want to p- p- plant the seed now. I have a belief that if parents were honest and their, chi- and they ha- and their child was born and started wandering around and you started and you could start talking to your child when they, when they go, when they get before the preverbal stage or after the preverbal stage. Uh, and you can start talking and you say to them, look, the truth is we have no idea what you are, who you are. We don't even really know if you're a boy or a girl or, or, or whether you're, you should speak, you should be speaking our language or, or have our religion. We have no idea. None. The only way we're going to figure out who you are is by watching you and reveling in these amazing ideas or actions that you do or the way you move or the way you speak or the way you look at us, the way you light up when certain things come into, the, into your life. And we're going to watch that and we're going to say, well, this seems to be one of your purposes because you love this and this doesn't because you hate that. And, we're, and, and you move away from this, move toward this. And if we studied people like that, by the time they were 30 or 40, they'd all be Jesus Christ. They'd all be God, you, know, uh, you know, enlightened beings because they would be completely living their purpose. But that's not how it works. As soon as we can catch the children's attention, we say, hey, 
You're a boy. They wear, we, boys wear blue. They behave like this. This is our culture. This is our society. This is our religion. This is our language that has built within it a whole lot of problems and a whole lot of emotions that you don't even understand, but we're going to give them to you anyway. And you're going to grow up within this really tight container that doesn't allow you to totally be who you are. And I'm a huge believer that just knowing a little bit about these profiles begins the process of seeing that maybe this child is more like your husband than you, or maybe this child's more like you than, than you even know you are. They've got or maybe everything. he's like neither of you. Like, that's the thing, Reese, with this stuff. No, you know, wait, I've really wait, tried to apply, you know, what I learned from you. And I've tried to apply it even before I learned it from you because I never like to be put in a box. And, you know, my kids get on me all the time and I get a lot of pushback from parents and teachers because I say, look, I'm raising him the best you know, Max can be or the best Zach can be. And I don't know, the future's not written yet. I don't know, you know, what they're going to do. We're going to go with their likes. We're going to move away from their dislikes. And, you know, they kind of put me in that hippie category of like, oh, yeah, that's just hippie mom. Or, you know, (laughs) when it's up to them to help teach us what we need to do to support them, not the other way around. It is. And the reason it is 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 because your children have to be like you. Your children chose you specifically, not only for your genetics, you're this, this sort of like, the, you know, when, you're, when your soul's looking around for a, great, for, for a great place to land, it picks the parents, and, and you also get their energetics. You, you, have, you, are a, you are a combination of your mother and your father, and there's, and there's nothing else in there. You do have, I mean, in your, in whatever your, your parents were a combination of, of their parents and their parents and their parents. Of course, you have all the lineage that comes down. But, but um, when your children are behaving whichever way they're behaving, and it appears to be like something that you aren't, it's either your spouse or it's a denied part of yourself. And often it's a denied part of yourself that those children are, rep- are showing that you, that, that then they are teaching you about you, about life. But, but what's funny is, you know, it's what's, but, uh, what's strange and hard for people to understand is that even if you couldn't stand the way your parents parented you and you vowed to never be like your parents, the energy your parents had is the energy that you have. The fact that they used it wrong doesn't mean that that energy can't be used for good. And that's really the, a, a very a sort of a deeper way of understanding and, 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 and understanding our, our purpose in life. Because we often make a vow to not be like our parents when we're children. It's like, I'll never be like my mean mother, my mean father, my whatever, whatever that was. And, uh, and, then they, and then what happens is but the, the child can't tell the difference between a behavior and a, and, a, and a person and an energy. And when you say, I'll never be like that, and then you live a whole lifetime of, of, of that vow of I'll never do this, what happens is, is that you've also never used that energy that you were given by your parent who has, the, who has that energy in a positive way. And so, and so, and so it's, it's important to, to sort of let in also that the children are teaching you, one, how to be a better you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So with with restrictive environments, which we are in in the schools, which we are in in our houses of worship, how do we how do we like get around some of these? You know, like I've learned to keep my mouth shut. I don't tell people about, you know, building the best Max he can be. I used to tell people 
people and used to try to tell teachers and, you know, some teachers get it, some don't, some friends get it, some don't. Um, but I think it's most important that the kid understand that he is the one who gets to determine the course. So, yeah. And, and, and the most important thing with children that, um, uh, that I've found is that uh, you don't need to tell them that they're a leader or an achiever or a team player, or a, you don't have to tell them. You just reflect it back to them. And when they are being that person that they love to be, you just acknowledge it with all of your heart, with hugging them and saying, "Wow, that's amazing," and you're and 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 you know and and allowing them to be that rather than you know doing you know looking holding them up against someone else in the, uh, you know, as a comparison, because when you compare one child with another, uh, it doesn't work. Even though there are these five categories of people, how you there, how someone's going to lead, how someone's going to achieve, how someone's going to team play, uh, how someone's going to caretake, uh, uh, you know, are very different, uh, from each one. And so discovering that is, is, and supporting that is really what a parent needs to do. We'd love to hear from you. Check us out at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Our shows are available on iTunes anytime from 0-100 hours to 23:59. For now, stay right where you are. There's more Military Mom Talk Radio after these messages. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. We're here to welcome uh, Reese Thomas and his Discover Your Purpose profile. We are talking today about kids and how we can allow them to be themselves, to have the best possible uh, enjoyment, success, and happiness that any parent can give them. Um, Reese, what you know? What can parents do in the family dynamic? I know what we can do for the kids; we can support them. But how can we support each other as either co-parents, if it's a divorce situation, or uh, you know, hus- traditional husband and wife, or blended families? You know, we've got so many definitions of the word family today. How do we support each other as a family? I know I have some ideas. Uh, well, well, uh, one. <laughs> uh, 
the the best way to support in a family one is to is is uh, I uh, I run a I run a school uh, for the adults for the parents and uh, to come in and discover who they are and uh, and the healthiest thing for children is to see parents who are really enjoying their lives really have a lot of happiness in their lives because they've come to this deeper sense of purpose in what they do and rather than i'm a mom and i have to be a mom and i, I you know have to have to you know take care of those things but I, you know but i really you know i used to be in corporate and that was when i really excelled you know each of the parents works with each other and supports each other in really being their best. It's sort of like a soulmate relationship. Soulmates are, are people that you get in, in relationship with who always support you to be the best you can possibly be rather than be the person that they'd like you to be. Or, or, and, and so the best thing for children is for parents to sort of do their own inner work on discovering who they are and then, and then make sure that they model that because that was what I felt when I was when I, you know, when I started doing this work, I realized that, that I had been trying to be this strong, achieving, rule-keeping type of a father for my children, and which was basically a lie. And even though I interacted with them a lot and I did a lot of things and I, you know, we vacationed and we did things, I spent more time being sort of critical of them and judgmental of, in this in this person i thought i was supposed to be as the strong father rather than this crazy fun silly creative idealist which i really am and and so i i really you know i was showing my children that it's better to be somebody you're not than who you are which sends a really bad message and so the strongest thing that we can do as parents is one figure out who our children are and support them in that but also uh, also make sure that we are doing work we love, that we are, you know, in, you know, giving our best in our relationship with our spouse, uh, and, and, and then also really recognizing the kind of way we need to take care of our bodies, depending upon which of the profiles we are, we have a different way of taking care of our, of our, of our health. And we model that for our children, and our children then see, oh, one, it's okay to be who you are, and then two, there, you know, it's really important to have good relationships in our lives. Our happiness is truly based on our ability to get along with other people, see other people, and, and, and find people in our lives that support us in being who we are and what we love to do. And, and that's a, those are the biggest lessons, I think, that, the, that parents need to give their children. Well, and I think, too, um, you know, this is where I'm going to jump in because I I found this not happening uh, in my marriage, which I think was one of the reasons that it it declined so quickly and so effectively. um, And we kind of fell apart as a family is when your spouse comes to you and says, I'm not happy. I'm not happy in my career. I need to make a change. You know, this a lot of times happens, Reese, when people get into their 40s. You know, it's like. Mm. Second career, second family, seconds. And, you know, we were all raised to be the best, do the best, whatever, in a lot of these careers, like my doctor, lawyer, uh, business people, friends, people who have achieved a lot of success in life. What I noticed is at 40, they're kind of like, well, I don't want to live my life the rest this way. I made a lot of money. Now I want to and fill in the blank. 
Right. And where spouses have been really supportive and said, you know what, I don't want you to live every day being unhappy either. Like I have a friend who was a very prominent trial lawyer, and he really, really wanted to teach kids. He really, really wanted to do this. And so at 45, he's left this career that he was making like $400,000 a year. <laughs> and he said to me, Sam, you know, how much money is enough? Because I make a lot of money and I hate what I do. And of course, now he's a history teacher in ninth grade loves it he loves to go to school he loves the energy and he's such a happy person and right. i think about him today going if his wife had stuck with him through that transition through him finally recognizing who he is you know they would have such a great life because he's full of joy and the person yeah. that was the lawyer wasn't full of joy right Right, because he was. And I'm not really, saying that about lawyers. I'm just saying about for him in 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 his job. Yeah, well, and and chances are really good that he was a knowledgeable achiever, and you know when we talk about these five profiles, he was a knowledgeable achiever, and so he was able to really achieve at whatever he set his mind to, and he wanted to be a great lawyer. He could be a great lawyer. The problem is, is that law lawyers, it's like a battlefield. Those are really more. Being a lawyer is really more cut out for being a, a charismatic leader. The ones who love the battle, love the court battle, love the you know being being in there. And knowledgeable achievers can compete, but but it, it's it's not their natural environment. And knowledgeable achievers love to teach. They love to share. And um, and even though someone can be, I was very very successful at what I was doing. Uh, but it, but it wasn't what I was born to do, and and so if you have enough knowledgeable achiever in you, you can become successful at just about anything. But uh, but you need to at some point acknowledge that he would have actually been happier without with less money and being a teacher his whole life, and he probably even when he was at his law firm taught an enormous amount. He shared, you know, he was, if you, if he had the teacher archetype, uh, he had that teacher quality with him, that knowledgeable, that sage kind of quality, which, which teachers, which knowledgeable achiever teachers do, he was, he's probably been doing it his whole, the whole way along, but it just wasn't very rewarding in, in the law practice because it wasn't about really the deeper learning. It was about, can we learn enough to win? Yeah. I mean, I think about that when you were saying that, like, you know, he was teaching classes on the side and then he was always educating like his paralegal t went on to law school. And he was a big part of, um, you know, big part of that in helping her, you know, achieve her dream and explaining things and teaching things to her. You know, I'm friends with both of them. And it's funny you say that because he was a teacher from the start. Right. Yeah. And, and he would have been happier in his life had... You know, had, you know, whatever his vow to be, you know, to make more money than his parents or to be successful or do whatever, you know, that had been dealt with earlier in his life where, where, you know, where he, there was maybe a crisis or maybe he had a parent that he was trying to live up to or he was something, something that we always do. It's always around uh, what we're trying to live up to with our parents or be better than our parents. And, and, and especially when, when someone, you know, becomes that successful and that driven, it's because he has a success uh, quality within him, but it was misguided. It was it was pushed to a level where okay, the best place to make money is here. We'll go. We'll do it. Uh, but truthfully, the the happiest money he makes is when is when he sees the light go on in someone's eyes. 
Right, because he would tell me, he's like, I don't even care if they pay me. He goes, I know I get a salary, I know I get benefits, and I'm appreciative of it. But he's like, I don't care if they pay me. You know, money became such a non-entity. And it wasn't so much that he had so much money that money became a non-entity. But he got to the point where he was like, life was not worth living just for the pursuit of money and in a career that he said just just wasn't his, it wasn't a fit anymore. It was a means to an end. Right. It can, yeah. Now, don't you think siblings also can be a huge influence? I look at my kids, and I've got, you know, kind of a creative slash knowledgeable achiever little one, and then I definitely have a knowledgeable achiever, charismatic leader, second one, you know, the combative yeah. lawyer that loves to argue a point. And, <laughs> you know, I look at how much the older brother has influence on the younger creative, basically devaluating or devaluing the creative arts in him. And it's a battle in our house. I'm constantly battling that his singing, his dance, his art, his video projects, all these things that make him him are valuable. Yeah. But the only thing a lot of the people in his sphere of influence focus on are, oh, well, he's got a great brain and good grades. Well, that's just part of it. Well, that's and that's only and I think I mentioned before, if I didn't get cut out, uh, that our school systems are really only designed for knowledgeable achievers. If you're not a knowledgeable achiever, you're not going to find school uh, very fun. It's, it's, school's going to be a little bit of a disaster. You know, the charismatic leaders do well in school because they're very popular, but they don't really like to be told what to do, and they don't really like to follow the rules, so school's really not their favorite place. And, uh, and, and then the, and the, the, the team players are, are, are not, you know, they're not driven mentally. They're much more driven socially. And so, and so they're, they're not going to get great grades. Uh, and they're not going to be, you know, uh, the most popular kids. They're, and they're going to, and they're not going to be driven to be, to stand out as individuals because they just like people and they like to help people and support people. So they, so they make some good friends, but they but it's sort of like it's a scary place for them because they're, because the school really grades you, uh, you know, on, on how well you do in your grades. Emotional intelligence specialists tend to get good grades, but, but the whole, concept of school where where children are going through all of their their uh their hormones and their emotions and things like that is overwhelming for them and they often have a lot of a lot of anxiety and a lot of pain or depression uh during school and then the creative idealists tend to do really well in math and science and things uh but but they have have social anxiety they they don't like uh you know it's like being around people uh, you know, the specially aggressive, scary people, especially the charismatic leaders, the kids on the football team, uh, you know, the ones that are, that are, you know, taking lunch money in the hallways, things like that. It's just terrifying for them. And so, whereas the knowledgeable achievers are strong and driven and focused and don't take crap from people and get their job done and are organized with their studies and get straight A's and get through school and get to college and, and they, and it all works for them. And so our schools really aren't designed to help anybody but people that are willing to achieve, which is a sad, which is a sad statement. And, it's, and most of it's because we think that if we just tell children they should be achievers, that somehow they'll become achievers. And, and it's just crazy. It's just crazy. 
It is. It is. And, you know, we're not just bagging on teachers here. We're not bagging on parents. You know, we're really trying to give people an alternative way to think and encourage children because we know that the system we have right now uh, isn't working. It's only working for a small segment of the population. I have a little brother who was uh, determined uh, retarded by the state of New York, and this was many years ago, but he had a learning disability, had lots of problems, um, and he didn't do well in the school system and today he is a nasa rocket scientist he's truly a nasa engineer so you tell me if it's our school system and our educational system that's failing students or the students failing i think we all need to take a hard look at you know how we raise our children the messages we're giving them and start to embrace children for who they are as opposed to forming them into these little boxes that give them no way out uh the book of the day is discover your purpose how to use the five life purpose profiles to unlock your hidden potential and live the life you were meant to live reese thomas thank you much for being our guest today and we will be back again next week my pleasure sandra thanks for tuning in to military mom talk radio Want more information? Check us out at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or find us on iTunes for more than 200 free episodes. Drop us an email or find us on Facebook. We are looking forward to another great discussion. We hope you'll join us on Military Mom Talk Radio.